Hello and very good afternoon. Welcome to Aspen Weight Live on this uh, beautiful Thursday. Um, I'm sure it's the same wherever you're watching. If you're in the UK, it's a lovely, lovely day today. We're going to have a, a show full apart of positivity the, to the take Highlands. you into the bank holiday uh, weekend. And I am delighted to say that the CEO of Aspen Weight, Paul Weight, is back on the show today. Uh, sunglasses on, uh, looking looking the picture, Paul. I am. You're right. <laughs> and uh, I'm also delighted that uh, John O'Harris uh, is is back on the show with us as well. Um, how are things uh, down in uh, in Wantage? Oh, super sunny, um, just go- glorious, really glorious. Yeah, re- uh, really, really lovely day all round. I- I'm in the studio at the moment, but I do have a window and can see that it's uh, it's lovely here too. So as always. Please get your comments into us. Uh, feel free to interact with the show. And if you're listening on the podcast, uh, very good afternoon to you as well. I hope you're sitting in the garden uh, listening uh, to this and you can get involved. You can message us uh, podcast at aspen-weight.co.uk and let us know your thoughts as well. We don't want to leave uh, you out. So get your comments in across Facebook and YouTube. We're going to, um, I think we're going to just start with uh, positive stories, Paul. I think that's the, the the best way to go into a bank holiday weekend. And there's been plenty of positive stories um, that we know of today. Yeah, so um, I've, got, I've got, I think there's three that come to mind. So um, I had a phone call, um, was it Tuesday evening? Thursday now, isn't it? Um, from from um, quite a small client down in the Portsmouth, well, Petersfield area, actually, if you know where that is, um, North Hampshire. And um, they basically uh, maintain all of the plant of what used to be our largest customer. And um, she was basically saying that she'd tried to get paid. And the, the chief financial officer basically said, piss off. Uh, we're only paying employees for the next three months. Um, I asked her what that would mean, and she said, well, we'd, we'd have to go bust. So I said, now let's get this straight. Um, you're talking about going bust in order to stop someone else going bust. Uh, doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? So I said, you go back and say to them, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not. you know, and I said, if it comes to the worst, um, threaten them with a statutory demand. Yeah, uh, and then um, at ten o'clock the next morning, she phoned me up and said they just paid her seventeen grand. Oh wow! Yeah, that is good news. So that was uh, that was nice, and I've also um, uh, showed her how to get the ten grand uh, rural, in her case, rural rural rates relief, um, uh, you know, grant assistance for small businesses. So uh, so uh, I've done two good deeds for that business. Um, and then uh, a business that I'm now the chairman of, which is based in Reading, uh, we actually got um, uh, an overdraft approved this morning from the bank. So, uh, so that was that was a rather pleasing thing. And uh, I had a very um, inspirational and heartwarming business conversation with uh, a young guy called Ben Hoffmeister this morning. Um, who I hugely enjoyed listening to uh, and talking to, who um, very much got, uh, you know, very much got that life is a, is not about um, necessarily sort of going about things in a 
formulaic and traditional way and that you know he he sort of understood why i did what i did and that he 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 gets all that sort of um flow of energy karma stuff you know yeah but but also you know it was a very a very stimulating and progressive conversation because we're talking about uh starting off a um hopefully an internationally leading uh, production facility um producing products that will become even more relevant um in this uh in this world of mental well-being and um and things like homeopathic um remedies and natural remedies etc so yeah it's been um it's been good yeah the for three uh, really feel good stories I, I really like that um, and that's just what we need uh, at the moment just what we need going into the, the bank holiday weekend uh, no pressure on you Jono but um, we're looking to you now for uh, for something uh, amazing that's happened today or, or this week oh this week um, this week we uh, we had a client um, so I, I went to go and see this client um, funnily enough it was last year in December I went to go and see them and I took Oksana with me um, uh, just so she could sort of see how the system works in terms of doing R&D tax credit claims. So one of the things we love doing, obviously, as as most people know, is we go and see clients um, normal days when the corona thing is not on. We go and visit them and, and have a chat with them about their business, find out. We really like to get to know our clients really well. And we were talking about R&D and the things they did. They've, they've got a company that uh, is a very mechanical engineering type business. And they had had somebody previously a couple of years ago do an R&D tax credit claim, and they had nothing but trouble with, with this company. So I reassured them that we would do the best we could for them. Um, she then promised, it's a husband and wife business, and she promised she would get all the information ready over Christmas um, so I phoned her in January and she said, no, I haven't done anything because we've decided we don't have any qualifying research and development activities. And I said, but when we met up, we, we were very clear that you did. And she said, yeah, but we've thought about it and it's too much effort and all sorts of different excuses. Um, so anyway, one thing led to another and I said to her, well, what have you really got to lose? I'm, I know for a fact from our experience that you've the stuff you do is 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 so strong R&D. Um, and I persuaded her to go ahead with the claim, which we then got in on the 30th of January. Um, it was quite a sort of a last-minute sort of thing. We, we only had two weeks to prepare the claim. Anyway, we filed it, and um, and I then said to her, let's not hang around. Let's, let's do the following year's claim as well. So we filed in the middle of March. And this week, both of those claims, paid out and the client now has um, in the midst of this coronavirus crisis she received um, after our fees she received 80,000 her and her husband got 80,000 pounds plus just over 80,000 pounds um, in money back cash back from the HMRC so she's over the moon and on top of that what I discovered in the process of, of doing these claims is that um, they are in the middle of um, a deal where somebody's trying to buy a, a percentage of the shareholding of their company, and it's a very, very bad deal. It's, 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 it's not a good deal at all, and it's okay. need to introduce Perry from our corporate finance team to deal with her. 
Perry's then, with the assistance of one of our um, legal associates, um, Russell's, they are advising the client now on how to put together a proper deal and they're handling all the negotiations on this sale with this um, purchaser. So it's really, really, we, we've really been able to help the client in far more ways than R&D tax credits when you look at the long term. So pretty exciting stuff, really. Where's Yeah, we're good. You're going to say something, Paul? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, something I should have said earlier. Um, one thing, and it's and it's very relevant to Jono because it's it's because of Jono and Wantage that I um, met this guy. So um, there's a there's a chap out there called Cliff Spolander, uh, who who I think has a, an office uh, three down from ours in Wantage. Is that right, Jono? I think so. Yeah. And um, when we Isn't... when we when we did the Wantage uh, office launch. The official launch. Uh, I met um, Cliff and a few other uh, of his associates sitting in the warm sunshine, if I remember rightly, and um, we got on very well. And uh, Cliff is uh, an expert, I suppose, in cash flow management primarily, but also uh, someone who takes risks and, in, and invests in um, in other businesses. And um, it was actually just before the world cup final a few days before and um fair play the night before the the match uh cliff sent me an email and said you know hope you're okay uh you know here's to a great match tomorrow um you know better you know whatever the team deserves to win blah 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 you know and um it's a, it's a lovely little story really because um you know that's you know that's pretty much um the total activity that uh, Paul Waite and Cliff Spolander have ever really had. Um, you know, sometimes like today with Ben Hofmeister, you know, you meet somebody and you just think, yeah, you know, that person, that person is someone that, you know, gets me, understands we're, we're, we're real world people together. And um, about, I don't know, uh, 10 weeks ago or so, Cliff approached me and said, oh, I'm just writing this book, which is called The Cash Flow Code. And he said, uh, I would be really honored if you would write the foreword. Uh, so obviously I said I would. And um, if I do say so myself, it's um, it's quite a good piece of work. I was reading it again yesterday. And um, yesterday morning, the post came and um, Cliff had sent me hot off the press his, his new book, complete with Mr. Waite's foreword. So um, I, I did I did circulate that um, amongst uh, some of the some of the chums yesterday. So that was um, that was very nice, and, um, and of course the the book is uh, incredibly relevant in today's challenging business world. So Cliff will be um, a guest of ours very shortly, uh, talking about all things cash flow. Excellent, yeah, some really uh, a couple of uh, really great stories, and um, particularly liked uh, Jono as, as you mentioned the, 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 the being able to offer so much to that person who, who is now getting so much support and advice uh, from us and, and now from others that are in our circle, which, which is great. And I did see that yesterday as well, Paul, and, and that, uh, uh, that foreword was, was fantastic. So I love starting the show with, with positivity. And if you've got something that you'd like to share with us today, then, then please do. We're going into what's um, going to be a beautiful couple of days into the bank holiday weekend. And I do think that it's important. We discussed this on the show last week briefly. But even though 
we're in difficult times and we're still in uncertain times. This is, uh, you know, the bank holiday weekend. I think before we came on the show today, Jono said, you know, life is what you make of it. And I loved that because it is. And, and this bank holiday weekend is very different to what we're all used to, but it is what you make of it. And, and I think that's really important. Just off the back of that, I wanted to ask you both about um, one thing to, to do with the, the government one of the questions that they're getting asked all the time, and especially in the last couple of days, is when when are we going to see the the lockdown end? When when is it going to go on to? And and they seem to be, and and maybe rightly so, because it's a very difficult situation. But they seem to be avoiding that question like the plague. They really do. Mm-hmm. And um, the, and you can tell by the way the word in their answers, which is always that we'll be guided by science, that. They just maybe don't know or maybe not wanting to tell us. And I had an interesting conversation that I told Paul about earlier when I was taking my bike in to be repaired early this morning. <laughs> uh, and a couple of people in the queue, that's all, all people want to talk about is when the lockdown will end. And people had their own theories behind when it was. Somebody said September, somebody said it will be until oh. the end of May, definitely. I just wanted to get your, your views. First of all, one on why the, the clarity perhaps isn't there. Uh, and is that not helping the situation? Uh, and two, when you th- when you think with the positivity that we've had recently, maybe about you know the the, the curve starting to to bend the other way. When you think it, 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 these these type of things will be lifted, I'll start with you, Paul. <laughs> I was actually going to let Johnny go first, but that's uh, all right. Yeah. Um, so, um, well, I think um, the reason why uh, there's no clarity is because um, we're not quite in a position where they can do anything other than say it's got to continue as it is uh we're starting to see a flattening of the curve um and so that's that's positive um i think i think that roughly speaking you know uh about we're about half we're doing about uh 50% better than uh the predictions and um and also, of course, across the world, we're starting to see other countries um, easing, notably Austria. Uh, Wuhan itself, um, where it all started, is is starting to go back to normal. Uh, the Scandinavian countries uh, are, are, easing, are, are easing restrictions. And then, of course, you've got uh, Belarus, for instance, as, as a very interesting country uh, where the prime minister has basically said, no lockdown. We have to eat. Oh, I love that. I thought it was brilliant. Um, my personal, vi- my personal view is, I, I think shops, <coughs> normal shops, will be open by um, the middle of May. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that, that's so my prediction. I'm quite happy. You know, I've never been afraid to make a prediction. So I'm going to go May fifteen. I think uh, there will be a partial easing by May the 15th. Um, I think that, um, you know, the over 70 ban will continue um, for the 12 weeks from when it started. Uh, So I I think that, um, I mean, at the moment, I think I think the government does does get that um, if, if we don't do something soon, uh, that a that the the economy may never recover from uh, the negative impact of uh, a a thirty one percent contraction in GDP, 
and also i think um more than ever uh i think that people really get that um keeping a lot of people locked in is is not good uh i I'm sorry to report a terrible story that I heard yesterday, which um, was soul destroying. And I think sums up my fears really about a a young lad um, who's in lockdown, can't see his friends and he hung himself, Mm. Uh, you know, because he was so uh, depressed about it. And, um, and I think, you know, you know, if I I look at myself at the moment, you know, I've, I've got plenty good enough reason to be to be depressed if I wanted to be, you know, um, and you know as as you both know, I've got very strong spirit and um, uh, and character, and I think you know I'm very much looking at this um, as sort of there's nothing I can really do about it. So let's let's take uh, the opportunity to have the sort of best day I can. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm actually you know I'd, I'd actually have to say in a certain in a certain way. Uh, I'm really enjoying going out for a walk at 10 to 7, uh, seeing the mist hovering around the fields, the, the orange sun coming up, coming home, having my breakfast, uh, seeing to my work, then doing the show with you, um, and then and then going for a lovely bike ride, sort of four o'clock, and uh, you know it's 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 not a bad day to be honest with you, you know, and um, I think one of the things uh, which I think we've shown is our family has never been stronger, is it? You know, the, the Asper White family is, um, bizarrely, you know, considering we can't get together, I, I would say most of my relationships with my colleagues are, are at an all time high. So I think, um, just shows that if you go about things like John Doe said, with the right spirit and, and, uh, positivity, uh, that you can pretty much do anything regardless of what life has thrown at you. I think, I think before, before I uh, come to you, Johnny, one, of, one, one thing I did want to say is, is exactly that, uh, Paul, when you said that you know, the Aspen Waite family is as strong as it, as it has, has ever been and, and we, we very much feel like that. I know that we all do. And I think that is one of the biggest reasons for doing this at lunchtime. So that you can feel part of that. And I know that there'll be uh, people that will watch this and, and think, well, okay, well, I might not need advice on, um, you know, how to, to get a loan or I might not need ad- advice from you. Um, but that's not what this is all about. Yes, we're here if, if you need that advice. That's what we do. And, and as Jono said earlier, a, a great story there of how we can help people. But we're here at lunchtime to, 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 to be a part of a community for people that, you know, as Paul brought a really tragic story there, you know, if we can reach out to anybody and, and be with you every lunchtime, then that's a brilliant thing. And that's what we want to do. And, and we didn't actually talk about this. I didn't ask this question before. We didn't plan this. But the two points that I wrote down to talk about and the reason why I asked you um, what you thought of those press conferences um, and the two things I wrote down was, uh, will if this goes on longer, will the economy ever recover properly? Or how much damage does each week that goes by d- do to the economy was, was what I wrote down to ask you next. And the other thing was about mental health and about how much impact each week will have on mental health. And I, I'll put that to, to those those two things to, to you, Jono. Um, uh, well, there's a couple of things. Number one is I heard on the news this week, just to reinforce what Paul said just now, that um, I think today or the day before, there are no new cases of coronavirus in the whole of China 
not just Wuhan, but the, the entire country. They only had 25 cases of corona which were flown in from other countries around the world. So China is completely virus-free, I suppose. And if well, you so they say, yeah. Yeah, so they, 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 it all sort of came out the woodwork uh, just after Christmas or just before Christmas in China. Um, so we're looking at, what's that? That's about three and a, three and a bit months, isn't it? Um, so if we think that we were probably a month and a half behind them, um, I would say probably, yeah, a month and a half from now, hopefully, we should be coming out of the lockdown. Um, I think we'll beat that. Yeah, maybe. We'll just wait and we'll see. Um, we're lucky because um, they had it right in the middle of winter, whereas um, we seem to I, – I, I think the virus doesn't do so well in the sunshine. That's my own personal feeling. So, yeah, we, we could beat that. Um, in I think that's right. That's scientifically, that's scientifically correct, I think, Johnny. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. um, Oksana actually mentioned that when we brought her on the show um, on Tuesday and said that, you know, that the, the high temperatures, um, and, I, and I saw it on the news the other day, it really doesn't, it really doesn't do well in high temperatures. No. Um, and also in terms of mental health, I think physical exercise is so important to keep mental, to keep your mental stress levels and your mental health um, uh, in a good state. Um, so that means um, exactly as Paul said, you know, if you're a morning person, wake up early and go and, go and watch, watch the dawn coming. Or if you're not a morning person, then, then go for a walk um, in the evening when the sun's setting. doesn't matter if the sun's rising or setting. Just make sure you're getting out there. Um, I know my daughters go for a run every... Um, Every lunchtime, you'll see the screens behind me there. That's that's their workstations over there. Um, and we're, we all work together. And um, uh, one of my daughter's programs, and I'm not sure what the program is, but it's very, very relaxing music. And so that just yeah. in the background uh, whilst, um, whilst we're all busy working. And, and that also makes a big difference, just calms everything down and, you know, you, people people are are um, can get very very easily stressed. Everything in our society, up until recently, has been a hundred miles an hour. We need results right now, from in absolutely every walk of life. If you're thirsty, you can just go to a tap and get a drink, or if you want a coke, you can just snap the snap the lid and straight away you've got a a, a fizzy sweet drink that you can drink. Um, we need to just relax and calm down and take one step at a time, and things will 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 turn out all right. I've I've got a fabulous um, saying that I that my wife actually taught me, and it's a, and the saying is trust in the process of life. Just say that out loud to yourself. I trust in the process of life, and things will be all right. Yeah, I like okay. that. Okay, well, I'd 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 like to answer uh, to answer your question, Ben. So. Um, France, France has reported uh, a 6% contraction in GDP in the first quarter of this year, which is um, levels not seen since 1930-something. Uh, Germany, I think, um, obviously, it's a stronger, econ a stronger economy, but um, I think the figure was as high as 10%. Um, I think uh, if... 
So I say, so I, I actually, I, I would slightly disagree with Jono's figures over the timing of things. I think, um, I, I think, I think probably that uh, April the sixteenth was the next review uh, for the UK, and I think most of us accept that Boris's uh, cheerful comments of three weeks ago, where he said he thought that uh, by April the sixteenth there would be uh, an ease down in restrictions, was over optimistic and i i think the smart money would be on a, a three-week rollover from april the 16th and then um when we get to um the next one which would be uh what sort of like the 7th of may uh i confidently expect to see um the government announcing some degree of easing uh and i think that the shops will definitely be open uh by mid to late eight mid to, to late may now, if um, to answer your question, if that wasn't the case, um, I mean, I think at the moment, interestingly, you know, I, I probably, I probably have as much right to have a voice as anybody in the country does on this, you know, because I'm literally talking to people um, like the lady I talked to about, you know, has a a small maintenance company with perhaps three employees. Uh, I don't know what the turnover you know, perhaps £250,000 a year, uh, you know, act for small pubs, uh, little carpet fitters. And we also act for companies with 500 million turnover. I've spoken to um, quite a lot of CEOs this week. And I would say most, most of my clients, uh, big or small, are probably between 30% and 50% busy at the moment. So they're not 0% busy. I've got some clients who are 0% busy because they can't do anything. But I would say, on the whole, most people are between about a third and a half busy. Uh, and despite despite what what's being said about um, you know 20% of businesses going bust in four weeks, uh, and I, I think there is a good reason for me to be able to say this. I don't think that is true of in Aspen Wakeland. I think. Um, on the whole, Aspen Wake clients are in reasonably good shape. And I think that I would say if, if I had to make a work, so if, if this carried on for, say, another two months, I would think that uh, in our world, it wouldn't be 5%, let alone 20. I think um, if if this carried on for, say, three months, I think it would probably take us 10 years to recover from it. And I think the thing that people, if they're not, if they don't understand this, then they need to. Uh, I think that we will pay for this. So we will see taxes go up. You know, when we get back to normality, uh, taxes will go up. Um, and of course, again, you know, this is a very difficult balancing act because you know, if the government gets its timing wrong and it starts to tax people who are who haven't come out of this recession strongly enough, uh, then they will cause further damage again. So it's it's a it's a very difficult, and that's why, to some extent, you know, one can one can laugh at the Belarus prime minister, but you know, when he said, "No, no lockdown for us. We all have to eat," I think you know there there is a, a degree of wisdom in that actually. 
Yeah, I, 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 I do. Yeah, I do think that it's it's interesting. Uh, one of the points I, I pick up on there was that the, the ten year recovery and um, the increase in in taxes. Probably every everybody that's analysing it uh, from a business or accountancy level would be would that would be the 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 main fear, uh, Jono. Uh, what Paul says uh, actually, the, the the taxes will go up to 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 recover from this. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean. The way it is, is the way it is. There's nothing we can really do about that. So there's going to be people who worry about it and think, what are we going to do? And there's people who are going to, there's companies out there who are going to say, well, the, what we've seen from this is that there's got to be some opportunities, new ways of doing things. How can we deliver our services in a more efficient and effective manner that will reduce the inconvenience to our Companies that think that way will benefit from this. Um, companies that think that they're just going to go back to the old way of doing things, the way they did it before all of this, um, they're going to be in for a bit of a shock because um, things will change. We can't really – we can try and predict what's going to change, but we can't predict pure accuracy, I don't think. Um, you know, in, in terms of the environment, that's a big winner from all of this. Because <laughs> Obviously, um, I was I, bump, I bumped into someone on my dog walk yesterday, actually, and she's a uh, she works for the pharmaceuticals industry, and and for some reason she's very into the environment. And she said some of these satellite um, statistics that are coming back from just the, how clean the air is, how clean the water is, how clean everything is from all of this uh, has done massive uh, massive wonders for nature and. Forests are regrowing and all sorts just in the in the in this last month or so. No, that's that's a very good point. I mean, I think um, as, as as I think normally, you know, I I, I see my role as um, saying things as they really are. You know, hence, you know, the the the, the talk about um, the ten years and the taxes. Um, on the positive side, um, if if as I suspect. Um, common sense will prevail to some extent i.e the government have enough wisdom not to want to destroy our economy and of course you know then you've got the point about um the very real problem which i firmly believe in that um if if they if they get this wrong and they uh, and they overdo the caution then there will be more damage health-wise to people than the coronavirus itself yeah i think that i think that um if you if you if you think about what's happening at the moment, um, people are being forced to save. So obviously, I appreciate that there is a proportion of society. Let's say it's ten percent. I don't know uh, who who basically are struggling. Um, I noticed there was was it a nine hundred thousand people increase in claiming in universal credit. I think. Um, so let's take that as a given. But then equally, um, if you take the vast majority of the population, um, you've got, you know, let's say a, a typical lady that would that would go to the shops twice a week, you know, and perhaps buy one blouse or a skirt or something. Um, they, they haven't been able to do that. So I think I think that um, when when we do start to come out of this, a lot of a lot of industries will see a mini boom 
it won't make up for what's happened, but it will nonetheless be a mini boom. So I think in the retail sector, it'll be like it's Christmas for three weeks, personally, you know. And, yeah. you know, there's an email I circulated this morning about the chap I spoke to this morning, Ben, uh, who, who, who wrote a, a beautifully insightful email, I think, where he basically said he was talking about um, the focus on mental well-being and health and uh, things like organic products and, and also this sort of thing would never be more at a, a premium than they, they are now and will be. And I think, I think that um, as long as people learn the positive lessons of, of what's been enforced on us, then I think, I say, let's take us, us as a business. Um, you know, we had a record month last month. This month will be a new record month. And if you look at, you know, let's take me as a person. If you look at my productivity, for instance, um, because I don't have uh, all those boss distractions, you know, hey, boss, can I wipe my bottom? Hey, boss, can I do this? You know, and driving around everywhere. Um, I'm I'm able to be the single biggest producer in the R&D department. You know, and that, that, has, that has led to a, an enormous improvement in our productivity. Uh, as someone who prides himself on, um, I suppose, what you call it, intellectual honesty, uh, why would I? Why would I want to lose all of that? You know, you know, as the boss of Aspen Wake, why would I want to return to fifty uh, percent efficiency? You know, so I think um, I think we as a firm will be completely different in six months' time to what we ever would have been if this hadn't happened. It's uh, uh, yeah, I I, yeah. I completely agree. I think we've we said before that the ch the changes, the some of the changes, and again it goes back to what John you said before the show. Life is what you make of it. There's positive things that are going to come out of this, and I'm sure things will be changed for the, for the long term. One question I did want to pose then, and I guess it's my job to to do this is uh -huh. you, you mentioned about recovery and and your predictions, and and actually that there would be a surge, which I think everyone would agree with, uh -huh. in um, you know the shops and retail Demand, especially yeah. um, people will go out and flood out into uh, restaurants bars having a conversation the other day with somebody and said actually when this is lifted it will be hard to get a table somewhere it'll be hard to get into these places is that do you think a concern of the government and is that why we may see a phased uh, comeback because actually if they lift this in whether that be may or whenever that might be that's the worry that not only will people mix again but they are going to mix in their their you know their millions I think, um, sorry, John. I think personally, no. I've got a very, so being a very, um, I think, I think um, giving a, I don't think a government minister could ever say this, but um, I see this very clearly. I think that the government want to, want to feel beyond all reasonable doubt that we've got to the top of the spike, that we're starting to come down the other side of the hill. And then I think as long as they think, and, I, and I, I can't think of any nice way of saying this, as long as they think that the number of people that are going to die is an acceptable number, so let's say that's 400, right? That, that w would seem to me to be a sensible number. You know, uh, and I'm sorry if people think I'm being callous, but I think if the government, for instance, thinks that uh, by, uh, by creating some ease in the lockdown that we will be able to have a sustainable death rate of less than 400 people a day, 
then I think that on balance, the government will do that. And that's what they're trying to achieve. So I think, as we discussed, I suspect, as I said earlier, I think what will happen is um, the over 70s ban will continue for another nine weeks, say. And I think that when the shops reopen, um, they the sh it will be typical to see only two people allowed in. Um, I notice in my local one-stop, you know, where I buy my crumpets, uh, they have a very good system where they have footprints. Um, so you've got the till, and then you've got they tell they've got a line, and they say basically stand behind this line, and then the second person in the queue uh, is about seven feet away from the person at the the till and you've got clear footprints to stand in you know and i think that's going to continue um probably until there is a vaccine possibly yeah it's a very, a yeah. very good point yeah and, I, and I'm actually going to drop my bike off this morning was exactly the same thing in evan cycles in reading one in one out that was it um it always amazes me though when you're in those type of queues where everyone is so good queuing up feet on the feet everything and then someone just comes in completely oblivious and just goes straight to the front and doesn't understand and and and, and, and this is a topic for another day well <laughs> I, I do feel that there are this is definitely a topic for another day there are some people we talk very diligently and carefully on on this show and i know that a lot of people do and everyone follows those government broadcasts but there are a lot of people and i think we underestimate the amount of people that are not in contact with the news channels, with the papers, with these kind of debates, with social media, and that, that really don't know a lot of what's going on. I do think there are a lot of people, um, you know, that, that, that are in that, in that position. I just wanted to say as final thoughts, because we, we've, we've, we've come up to the end of the show today. I, I made some notes while you were both talking, and it seems so simple, but mental health and well-being, uh, on the other side I've put economy, Underneath, I've put environment, climate change, got the NHS down there. Started just to piece a few things. When we talk about lessons learned and things that are going to come out of this, and I, I going off your point, really, uh, Jono, when, when you mentioned uh, about the environment, do, do you think we have to take a real look at those things, the mental health, well-being, economy, environment, climate change, and see that we as humans can do a better job of, of, of combining those things to make them work because at the moment you say climate change it's, do, it's doing wonders for the environment and yet it's, it's for our mental health it's, it's terrible for our economy it's terrible but there must be more that we can do to put these practices so, yeah, in place Ben it's, it's all interlinked everything is interlinked the coronavirus didn't just appear out of nowhere the coronavirus is there for a reason because human beings are not doing what they should be doing um, to, to help nature thrive. Um, in terms of mental health, mental health, it can only be a pressure on your mental health if you don't take action. So um, if you're cooped up in a house with a bunch of other people, you need to start playing a few more board games. You need to get off your computer screens when, you know, obviously you'll be on your computer screens during working hours, but when you're not working, Switch off the TV, switch off the off the games on the computer, and play some family board games. Go for a walk, as you know, or a cycle if you're able to. Um, just try and do. If you if you're cooped up with other people, you need to communicate with them. Do do um, joint cooking. 
um, you know, plan your meals, cook together, wash the dishes together. Don't just load them into a dishwasher. Actually, uh, try and wash the dishes, uh, physically wash the dishes, because that is a great opportunity to communicate. Um, and the reason I say that is because our dishwasher broke. So we, <laughs> our family have um, all been washing the dishes, and it's great. We cook. Well, I do anyways. You know, and it's, um, it's, it's as far as mental health is concerned, I would say this whole lock-in thing has uh, created far more. We were always quite a united family anyway, but we're, we're even stronger than we've ever been um, as a result of this, as opposed to getting frustrated or annoyed with each other and, and just isolating ourselves from each other. We're, and, and so in terms of mental health, in terms of the environment, yeah, it's all interlinked. And if you take care of yourself and your situation and trust that other people will take care of themselves and their situation, it'll all, it'll all lead to a big push upwards for everything. Final point from me, I think... Um the answer to your question, Ben, is um, in the same way that I've admitted as the boss of, C, uh, of Aspen Weight that um, I can see that the future will, will be completely different now because I've had this enforced thing on me and I can see that uh, certain things are better for the enforcement, if you like. Um, so if we, if we take that analogy into the government, you've got... Um, Broadly speaking, you've got the Tories and Labour. So Labour traditionally want to spend lots of money on capital projects and the Tories are a party of thrift. What, what, we've, uh, what we've seen uh, with, the, with the Johnson administration is actually a very compassionate Tory government, probably the most compassionate Tory government in history. Um, and whether they like it or not, they've had to spend billions of pounds on welfare and, and, and come up with imaginative um, breaks, you know, to help people survive this. And maybe, you know, if you were looking at this, hopefully, maybe that might enable people like Sunak to, to come to a different point of view than he might have done. So if, if you just look at this very simplistically, so if I was in charge of this country, right, um, I would invest massively in capital projects. So I would have the finest trains in the world. I would be encouraging public transport. Um, you have the ridiculous situation at the moment where you've got more and more and more cars uh, on the road. I now, you know, before all this, um, all this happened, I would, if I was going, to, if I was going uh, on the M4, for instance. And I knew that I was going to hit sort of Gordano to Avonmouth anywhere after four o'clock. That would make me depressed because every day with that fail, if you get to that spot near Bristol, the M4, you are in you are in a grid, you know, gridlock um, and you're moving very, very slowly. And then, you know, when everyone sits there, all the do gooders telling you well, how awful that is because you've got all these thousands of cars chucking out all this crap into the environment but there isn't an alternative you know there's no mm. way that i can get to donnington valley to meet jono or uh clan Dow to meet nigel england so i think that the future lies in um people wising up and facing the reality that until such time as this country 
properly invest in public transport and capital projects that things will never properly improve yeah totally agree. a lot of sense yeah and they're definitely um you know we mentioned uh yesterday and the day before looking at um countries like germany and how good how well they dealt with albeit with a different population different demographic but how well they're dealing with testing and this and obviously trains in germany as well uh, excellent so there's things that we can look at from other countries perhaps uh, too yep. we've completely run out of time today it's fine to have a, a little bit of an extra extra time today as, as we, we've got a special podcast for yeah. you tomorrow that i'll tell you about very shortly uh, but we're not here with a live broadcast until tuesday so um we had a little bit of extra today uh, paul i wanted to uh, come back to you uh, for the song of the day which is a particular interest to me because it was on the first ever cd that i owned yes yeah, so i saw um no that's that's great so um actually so we're on e today so we started off on a so today's journey has taken us to e um and as you know i've um from my new radio show i've I'm, i've now nearly done all the um letters of the alphabet and i've picked uh i think so far about 310 songs uh that will appear on my radio show at some point um so uh, i went through my e-list last night um and also of course as you know um we have a special show tomorrow where we have um 11 weighty songs uh for for delectation tomorrow so uh the song i picked today is um one of my real favorites it um it you know you get certain songs that sort of make you feel emotional or uh or almost like part of you you know you get yeah. you get you get some songs and they they become almost like part of your essence um and you just really you just and and and, and i think it's it's a number of combinations you know it's like um you know like we were talking about Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer earlier you know about why you and i both both love him and it's and it's it's not just him is it it's it's everything about the club his attitude to the club yeah um you know how he is for instance and so you know with this particular song which is if, if i can't have you i don't want uh i don't want any else baby or whatever it's called by yvonne Elliman. um i just think it's a it's a song from written by the Bee Gees that was in night fever um which is an iconic film um and one of the best uh music soundtracks in my opinion of in in history uh credibly uh uplifting uh songs uh, by a band, obviously, that in itself that is close to my heart because uh, they come from the Isle of Man, like like me old dad. So, uh, you know, it's like anything. You feel very proud about um, people that you associate as being your own or whatever. So I think um, it's, a, it's a really lovely song, um, beautifully sung. Uh, and I think Yvonne Elliman, I think she was Mary Magdalene in um, Jesus Christ Superstar for, for many months. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, she's a, a, a Hawaiian singer, um, so quite exotic looking. And I just think um, she just sings it with such class and, and, and meaning. Um, it gets me every time. So uh, that's, that's why I picked that song today. Yeah, wonderful track. I remember it well. And um, if you're listening on the podcast, we're about to play it. If you're listening and watching on the live stream, then do go and look it up this afternoon on spotify or whatever you use for your music and 
Um, and we'll we'll get it uh, we'll get it on tomorrow. We've got just huge selection of songs that, as, as Paul said, a really special podcast. We're not on the live uh, stream tomorrow lunchtime. We'll be back doing this on Tuesday, but you can get the podcast tomorrow uh, in the afternoon. You can listen to it in the sunshine, and you can listen to it all weekend to your heart's content. Uh, so that's a very special one that we're recording uh, tomorrow morning for your bank holiday weekend. Right, we've reached the end of the show today. Uh, thank you ever so much, Jono, for joining us. Thanks, guys. Pleasure. And we'll Have see- a good weekend, everyone. Yeah, you too. We'll see you next Thursday. Paul, as always, uh, a big thank you to you uh, for being on the show with those snazzy, snazzy sunglasses that you've got on. And- My number one cycling glasses. Yeah, they're very nice, I can imagine, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's it for us today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you ever so much for being part of our shows. And don't forget, we will be back doing this again uh, next week. We're back on Tuesday after the bank holiday at 12.30 on Tuesday. And we hope to see you then. Have a great bank holiday weekend. Yeah.